Hi, my name is Jonathan Moyer. I'm assistant professor at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver and director of the Pardee Center for International Futures. And I am joined with my co-author and colleague, Colin Meisel. Colin, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Colin Meisel. I'm a senior research associate at the Pardee Center and the program lead of our Diplometrics Research Program. So we're here today to briefly introduce uh, an article that Colin and I published along with our co-author, Dr. Austin Matthews, that is looking at measuring and forecasting the rise of China, reality over image. In this article published, um, published in the Journal of Contemporary China, we do three things. First, we introduce a new measure of relative material capabilities called the DIME index, which Colin will talk about here in a moment. Second, we forecast this DIME index over long time horizons um, using the International Futures Integrated Assessment Modeling Platform. And third, we create 29 alternative scenarios that vary key drivers of difference um, in this index that are relevant for the U.S. and China. So why don't we start, Colin, with you introducing DIME as a measure? Sure, yeah. So DIME is the um, Diplomacy Military Economy uh, Index, right? It's familiar to, I think, folks who've uh, been doing sort of national security analysis. The DIME framework is common. Um, and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to improve upon um, other composite indicators. So why do we use an index? Well, we use an index when um, there's a phenomena that's difficult to measure directly. And power is one of those uh, phenomena. So we tried to build on previous work and insights from uh, SYNC, the composite indicator of national capabilities, um, and then work from Michael Beckley, which looks at uh, GDP and, and GDP per capita and tries to measure uh, national power in that in that way. Uh, we thought we'd improve upon it. SYNC sort of um, performed well uh, in, I'd say the, the 1900s, but hasn't performed so well in the last uh, 20 years uh, due to changes in technology and things like that. And then the Beckley measure does a good job, I think perhaps with US and China, but can miss a lot of other, um, miss a lot of power that's not economic focus. So we use uh, diplomatic representation. So a country's share of embassies around the world uh, their share of global military spending, their share of the logged count of nuclear weapons. The idea of logging it is that once you have more weapons, they start to have a decreasing importance as the count grows larger. Their share of GDP times GDP per capita at market exchange rates. So that's a, a modification of the Beckley measure. And then their share of global trade. And what we're trying to look at is um, a country's share of the diplomatic, military, and economic power as measured through material capabilities. And then we forecast that in the International Futures System. The International Futures System, or IFS for short, is a class of models called an integrated assessment model. And these kinds of models are used to look at broad long-term trends within and across key issue areas. So the IFS tool um, was developed by Professor Barry Hughes. Uh, the development started more than 40 years ago. So the tool's been, the tool is quite large and represents economic, government, uh, demographic, energy, agriculture, uh, education, health, infrastructure, uh, uh, environmental systems. So it's a broad representation of how the world works. And it, it simulates development for 186 countries and can forecast trends over very long time horizons. So we use that to forecast the individual components of the DIME index for 186 countries. Um, for, this, uh, main, for this paper, we focus on the US and China, but you could use the tool to analyze uh, future relative material capabilities across um, a number of um, many more countries as well. And then we create alternative scenarios. And these scenarios focus on varying key drivers 
of the dime index. So things like economic growth rates, uh, the total fertility rate, nuclear uh, warheads, military spending, and other kinds of policy relevant um, indicators. And what we find is that the relative um, size of uh, China across these different indicators uh, will sur surpass the United States anywhere from the early 2030s until um, you know much later uh, in the century, uh, in, including scenarios in which China does not pass the U.S. We find that about 10% of the scenarios that we tested, China does not surpass the U.S.'s relative material capabilities through 2060. Um, and these are scenarios where um, economic growth in China particularly uh, is negatively affected over uh, a multiple kind of decade period, or where all things kind of go really well for the U.S. or really poorly for China. So they're outlier scenarios um, for sure. And then we explore the implications. The majority of the scenarios, uh, China surpasses the U.S.'s relative capabilities in the early 2040s. And then we want to think about like, well, what does that mean? This isn't a deterministic kind of uh, a modeling effort that will lead to very clear policy outcomes. Um, certainly, people talk about conflict as being a possible outcome in this power transition space, but that's also something that's not inevitable. And there are a huge range of alternative outcomes, and the utility of this work is to help us think about the fact that there are broad structural drivers of this transformation that are taking place between the U.S. and China, and that um, uh, key policymakers should identify opportunities for recognizing this to be a true thing, but not getting sucked into a conflict trap.